0: This is The Guardian.
1: Today, Emmanuel Macron has won the presidential election in France. But how will he try to unite a divided country? Five years ago, Emmanuel Macron made history when he was elected as France's youngest ever leader. Merci, mes amis! For the last 20 years, the country has seen a string of one term presidencies. And given the surge of support for the far right across France, it was far from certain that this centrist president would be re elected. But on Sunday, He was victorious. They've just announced the final results here, and you can see the crowd is
0: very excited.
1: A majority amongst us chose to
0: trust me to pilot the Republic for the next five years. Macron gathered hundreds of his supporters at the foot of the Eiffel Tower, and they were waving French and European flags. And there was a big DJ set, and they were dancing, and they were dancing to Daft Punk's one more time. Um, And then Emmanuel Macron arrived to the European anthem, Ode to Joy.
1: Macron's opponent, Marine Le Pen, conceded defeat. but claimed a victory of sorts.
0: Millions of our fellow citizens chose to vote for our party.
1: Le Pen has seen her brand of far-right populism grow bigger than ever in this election. And as The Guardian's Paris correspondent, Angelique Crisafis, says, it is clear that Macron faces major challenges ahead and that his win is bittersweet.
0: Five years ago, he did a long, solitary walk in front of the Louvre, and this time he really wanted to make it look different. And so he and his wife were flanked by dozens of children, and they were all accompanying him in a kind of father of the nation style approach, and there was a real contrast between this dancing to One More Time and wanting to strike a note of humility, because even though he had this decisive win, the far right had nonetheless also got a historic score, and people in the crowd were mixed. The overall feeling was relief. I was scared. You were scared? Yes, I was. It's fantastic. I think it's it's better to vote for the lesser evil, so to speak.
1: <laughs> From the Guardian, I'm Nosheen Iqbal. Today in focus, a polarising president, Emmanuel Macron's difficult second term. Angelique Chrisafis. You've spent the last day or so digesting the result of the French election, which, in the end, was not as close as some people feared it might have been. So how did Emmanuel Macron manage to win?
0: Well, he got a decisive victory in the end at 58% higher than the polls had predicted. And of course, he's the first French president to win re-election in 20 years. His supporters, ecstatic and relieved.
1: Because Le Pen is the worst we can have.
0: So, so it seems historic to have won a second term. But the flip side to that is that the far-right's Marine Le Pen was above 40%. So she took over 13 million votes. And that's two and a half million more than she did five years ago. Speech by Marine Le Pen here. She may have lost tonight, but with her best result ever, she's tried now for the third time to become France's president. And millions upon millions of French men and women went out to vote for her. And at the same time, the abstention rate was the highest in over 50 years. So 13 million people didn't vote in a kind of disillusionment with politics. And so although this was a historic and decisive victory for Emmanuel Macron, it wasn't greeted with an unbridled celebration by his supporters. It was greeted in a more measured way, in a more sober way, because even his own closest allies recognised there wouldn't be a state of grace.
1: Now, Macron throughout the campaign has been really desperate to shed this image that he's the president of the rich. He's also been struggling to cut through with younger voters, What do we know about who did vote for him? We do know that
0: people over 70 voted for him in a vast majority. And we do know that the results on Sunday night showed that young people in the 18 to 25 bracket voted in the majority for him as well. And in the middle of that, sandwiched in the middle of that, people aged between 25 and 69 who work particularly in low-income or middle-income jobs, Marine Le Pen took a large chunk of those voters. And it's very usual to assess the vote for the far-right anywhere in Europe in terms of education, and that stands up in France, with people with the highest diplomas, the highest incomes, people who are able to put money aside, tended to vote more for Emmanuel Macron. And when you ask people, as Ipsos polling did, about the satisfaction levels of their lives, people who felt satisfied tended to vote for Emmanuel Macron and people who felt worried particularly about the future had tended to vote for Marine Le Pen. There are also geographical fault lines but I'm wary of painting too broad a brush. Certainly cities voted largely for Emmanuel Macron, Paris particularly the results were huge. Marine Le Pen did very well in some rural areas but it's not to say that every single rural area in France voted for Marine Le Pen.
1: But those age breakdowns are really interesting. As you say, Macron won the vast majority of those over 70. But still, almost 50% of people between the age of 25 and 49 voted for Marine Le Pen. Why do you think that is?
0: Yes, often we think of a far-right votership as people who perhaps are not earning as high incomes, don't have jobs that could be worked for home in Covid. They tend to be more in factories, in hospitals, in the police as well. I spoke to one family where the father worked in a factory making dried mashed potato mix and um, his wife worked in a sports shop for the minimum wage. They were struggling, even on a double income, living in a small Picardy village, to pay their bills and particularly to pay their fuel costs to get to work in a rural area. And those types of workers who were really worried about the future and felt they had something to lose turned out a big number for Marine Le Pen.
1: How much do you think this result was more about people voting against Le Pen than voting for Macron?
0: Well, Macron knew as soon as he started campaigning in the last two weeks that he decided to deliberately campaign on this idea of Marine Le Pen being a racist danger to France. With me as president, we won't ban the head veil, the kippah, we won't ban any form of religious sign in public space. Because if you go down your avenue, then you will ban all forms of religious sign. You have not read my proposal then? No, whatever you say, you must come back to the French constitution. And so immediately he came off his own party programme, his own manifesto ideas, and onto to proving how bad her policy ideas were, such as banning the Muslim headscarf in France. If you apply this ban in the suburbs, then you are just going to create civil war.
1: What, what you're saying is very serious. Are you saying that the people would not be OK with complying with the law?
0: So once he had gone onto that ground of trying to unify a vote against Marine Le Pen, he himself knew that if he won re-election, it wasn't only because people had supported his platform. There would also be a large part of those people who voted simply to push back Le Pen. And as soon as he took to the stage under the Eiffel Tower, he reflected this. And he said, you know, this country is riven by doubt and tension. And I know that some people voted for me just to keep her out. I also know full well that many people tonight voted for me not to support my ideals, but to block the far right. And he called on his supporters to be kind and respectful and said he'd understood the duty that now fell on him to represent everybody. I have been entrusted with their sense of duty
1: Des their feelings for the Republic and for the
0: differences that have been expressed over the last weeks. So that is something which is going to now weigh quite heavily on him. And we've had precedents of this in France. We've had Jacques Chirac 20 years ago, who was elected overwhelmingly faced with Jean-Marie Le Pen, the far-right father of Marie Le Pen.
1: Ce soir, nous célébrons la République
0: And he seemed to have made mistakes. He didn't reach out broadly enough into all those people on the left who'd actually given him that vote. And now the pressure is on Emmanuel Macron to show whether he will expand his government base to reflect all the different types of people who voted for him to keep out Le Pen, particularly on the left.
1: So it may have been a clear win for Macron in the end, but this was still the biggest ever national vote for the far right in a French election. More than 40% of the public voted for Marine Le Pen. What do you think they found so appealing about her? Marine Le Pen
0: did manage to increase approval of her own policies. She wasn't just fighting a battle, harnessing anger against Emmanuel Macron. We see adhesion to her ideological positions has actually increased And what she set about doing personally was trying to show that she had some kind of presidential credibility. Marine Le Pen, patriotic woman of the people visiting France's forgotten villages. Or far-right nationalists hiding behind a carefully reinvented, softer image. How radical are you? I
1: asked. I'm not radical. Sorry. I'm running for president to establish a government of the people for the people.
0: Some of Le Pen's vote was very much a protest against Emmanuel Macron. And one of the most fascinating factors in the results is how well the far-right did in what are called the French overseas territories. So particularly the Caribbean islands of Martinique and Guadeloupe, where Marine Le Pen's father, Jean-Marie Le Pen, was absolutely not welcome and was seen to be... uh, a racist politician. Marine Le Pen has had overwhelmingly high scores in Martinique, Guadeloupe, and in Guyane, which is a French territory that borders Brazil. Um, And part of this must surely have to do with the really difficult social situation in those places and a lot of unrest during COVID, not just because of Emmanuel Macron's vaccine policies, but also because socially the salaries are very low. People have really been struggling with the cost of living people are poor, and people have been very angry at the government. And in those particular places, this very interesting new result seems to reflect an anger at Emmanuel Macron.
1: Well, in France itself, Le Pen's focus on the cost of living crisis has won some people over. But how popular was her anti-Muslim rhetoric, including her suggested ban on headscarves in public?
0: I think policies on Muslims were absolutely central to this whole election debate for months. And that is something that's just really going to leave a trace on lots of different parts of society in France. She came into difficulties over this idea of banning the headscarf at the last moment of the campaign, at the last hurdle, simply because it was so anti-constitutional that Macron massively attacked her on it. And she found herself struggling. But... It allowed Muslims, particularly young Muslims, to say, you know, if we ever attacked in the street, it'll seem like our attackers have state backing if she could ever put these policies into place. A lot of fear, I think, in society.
1: Anjali, 13 million people voted for Le Pen – What has Macron said about why that happened and what he's going to do to try and stop so many citizens being drawn to the extremes?
0: That's a really, really good question. He said during the campaign, look, part of it is my fault because I didn't manage to calm certain anger. That's how he put it. And anger is going to be a key issue for the next five years for him. He was elected overwhelmingly five years ago and very had very high popularity ratings at the start, but very soon he faced this massive anti government street protest at the Gilets jaunes, which he even said himself recently, people had stuffed dolls of him that they were pretending to hang at the gallows. It was it was really furious stuff. This time round the difficulty is trying to prevent that kind of street movement kicking off again. And so he knows that he has to try and reach out to Marine Le Pen's voters.
1: What does this win for Macron mean for the rest of Europe and its struggle to contain the far right?
0: Well, Emmanuel Macron styled this election as a referendum for or against Europe, and he is... Absolutely, unashamedly pro-European. And he will use this win as a platform to push for things that he wants to see in a new shape of the EU, such as more common defence policy, um, energy policy, and also a more joined up thinking on immigration. And Emmanuel Macron, I think, is not complacent enough to now claim that he has totally held back the far right. Much remains to be played for because these ideas, Marine Le Pen herself said, her ideas have massively gained ground in France.
1: And among the world leaders congratulating Macron on his win on Sunday, Vladimir Putin also tweeted his congratulations. How should we interpret that? As soon as Macron won on Sunday night, he took
0: the stage and said, we are in tragic times because of the war in Ukraine. And his first trip abroad will be the ritual trip to Berlin to see the Chancellor Olaf Scholz. But this time it's really carrying an extra weight because he is going to be looking at dealing with the war in Ukraine very closely with Scholz. He has kept in contact with Vladimir Putin, although since the massacres of Butcher, there's been less conversations with Putin many more conversations with Zelensky. And Emmanuel Macron is still keen to be seen as this diplomatic force that's waiting in the sidelines if there's ever any chance of a peace being negotiated. Once he's met Olaf Scholz, it's quite possible that Emmanuel Macron will go to Kiev, perhaps with Scholz, perhaps on his own. And Zelensky was also one of the first people to congratulate him.
1: It's clear that Macron wants to keep pushing for France to be playing a major role. Now that Macron's won re-election, what do you think his first priorities are? And do you think he'll be able to deliver on those promises?
0: Well, his immediate priorities in the next couple of days will be appointing a new prime minister and a new government. We're waiting to see how he positions himself. We still know that his DNA, his political DNA is pro-European, pro-business. He's liberalized the labor laws. He wants to now continue to liberalize the economy for entrepreneurs. But he's also promised what he calls environmental planning. And that sounds like a very boring way of putting it. But he says we've got to come up with a solution for reducing emissions an awful lot faster than we have been doing while keeping production high in France and while verging into renewables.
1: You've mentioned the parliamentary elections which are taking place in June. How significant are they in terms of what Macron can and can't do as president? Well, Emmanuel
0: Macron needs a parliamentary majority. He had a very strong majority last time round. And this time he might well need to expand his centrist grouping to take in some more MPs who jump ship to him on the right. Usually, um, French voters give a majority to the president they have just elected. But abstention rates will be high and it won't be very, very easy. It's going to be a tough battle.
1: And away from Parliament, are you expecting to see more of the street protests that went on throughout his first term?
0: There was Ipsos polling on Sunday night after the result that showed that 77% of French people expect trouble during Emmanuel Macron's five-year term, and that really means trouble on the streets and protest movements. Last time round, he had attempted to... Instigate pensions reform, and that sparked the biggest protest and biggest strike action since May 1968. Uh, The demonstrators we spoke to come from various parts of French society. You had firemen, even policemen, uh, teachers, uh, members of the private and public sector, uh, and they were chanting slogans such as Emmanuel Macron, you are the president of the rich French. They feel that the French President is not defending or representing the interests of the middle class and the working class. This time round, he wants to go even further with raising the pension age, which is something that is um, unpopular, we already know, uh, according to polls. And so some people in this polling that happened on Sunday night actually want him to push back that reform to try and avoid street protests. But certainly, the street in France has always been seen as a key political arena. And it's been particularly so in Emmanuel Macron's first five years. And so I think people are really braced for potential different kind of movements. And also people fighting for ecological change to, to stop climate breakdown are also really poised to make themselves heard.
1: Coming up, with a centrist victory, what happens now to the left and the right in France? Angélique, once again, we've seen the French elections come down to a fight between the far right and a centrist. But is there a future for the French left?
0: Well, Jean-Luc Mélenchon, who is the head of the radical left, um, François Soumise, who nearly made it to the final round of the presidential, is doing something quite interesting this time round. Five years ago, perhaps Jean-Luc Mélenchon feels now that he didn't fight hard enough for the parliamentary elections that follow the presidentials. And this time round, he has been very much on the offensive, saying, I want to get a majority for my grouping in parliament. I want to be made prime minister on the basis of that majority. You are making a choice about society. Yes, this vote will be a social referendum. You have been warned. So he is presenting himself as the new face of the left Other strands of the left still exist, particularly at local level. The Socialist Party is still strong at local level. And the Green Party really also want their own MPs. So the question now is, will the overall left get into line behind Jean-Luc Mélenchon and come up with a series of allegiances that means that they can increase their standing in parliament. It's difficult. There is a parliament that has over 570 seats. Jean-Luc Mélenchon's grouping currently has 17. How far he can increase will depend on how he can ally with other parties on the left.
1: This is the third time the far right has got through to the final round of the presidential election. And each time they've done better and better. Is there now a worry? That it's simply a matter of time before a candidate from the far right is actually elected French president. The question now is
0: the link between this very high score for the Le Pen brand of Marine Le Pen in the presidential and how that translates into other areas of French political life her party has been struggling on a local level in the last five years, although they always do very strongly in the Europeans. In local and municipal and regional elections, where abstention rates were very high, they didn't do as well as they would have hoped, and they have lost local elected officials. And beneath this layer of the very strong Marine Le Pen brand at the top, they are missing, as they themselves admit, a kind of managerial level of lawmakers who can stand for parliament. And so what you could have once again, which the party is trying to prevent this time, have a system, a two-round parliamentary system where you really have to do very, very well to make it to the second round. And it's a system that works against smaller parties. And so in the current parliament of over 500 seats, Marine Le Pen's party has less than 10, not enough to form its own grouping. It's going to be very hard for them to increase much more, but they will try. So what you could find is this disconnect between Marine Le Pen, who scored over 40% in the presidential election, and only a few dozen seats in Parliament.
1: Finally, Angelique, having lived and worked in France for years and having covered multiple elections, how different do you think this Macron presidency will turn out to be? Everything is going to depend on the man himself because this election has all been about
0: how he's promoted his own personality. So in the last five years, he was by his own description, this Jupiter figure who ran the country top down. He decided things on his own. He was a power man in a suit and he's tried to humanise himself. We've seen him in tracksuit tops. We've seen him with his shirt unbuttoned to the navel Mm. his chest hanging out in Marseille. What that was about was humanising himself. He realised when he was out on the campaign, he is a brilliant number cruncher. He is a great manager according to his supporters, they consider that he managed the COVID crisis very well and the crisis in Ukraine. But when he got out there into crowds of voters, he realised that good economic statistics for growth and bringing down unemployment didn't translate into people's lived emotion. And he said that he'd suffered by this label of president of the rich. He said, you know, I don't think I'm arrogant and I'm trying to listen to people objectively. He realised that this kind of technocratic abstraction of his list of statistics on how good the economy was wasn't cutting through. And Marie Le Pen said to him, you know, you are power without empathy. And empathy was what he was chasing in the last few days of this election. And all will depend now on his promise to run France in a different way in the next five years, with a more listening ear to people on the grounds and opening up his decision making.
1: We don't know what form that will take. Angelique, thank you so much. Thanks, Machine. That was Angelique Chrisafis. Do head to theguardian.com to read her reporting from Paris and beyond on the key political questions being asked in France. If you haven't already subscribed to First Edition, The Guardian's brand new daily newsletter, make that your next stop. Archie Bland and Nimmo Omo will take you through the top stories and what they mean every day in your inbox by 7am. Get it for free at theguardian.com forward slash first edition. And that's it for today. This episode was produced by Hannah Moore and Tom Glasser. Sound design is by Rudy Zagadlo. The executive producers are Phil Maynard and Mithley Rao. We'll be back tomorrow.